Hello, everybody. This is Sasha. Welcome to my podcast, The Wild and the Sacred. And today I have a very special guest with us. I have Miranda Amora. And I just realized that I'm going to change the view. Okay, there it is. Uh, so I have Miranda Amora with me, who is a, a holistic sexual, a women's holistic sexuality and empowerment coach. Welcome. Thank you for sharing this space with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sasha. I feel so grateful to be able to have this conversation with you today. Yeah, such such an important conversation because um, we both work with women's empowerment through getting in touch with their bodies, through loving their bodies, like this this magical tool and I just want to start this conversation with a with a quote from a book that I was just reading a couple of days ago it's called initiated by Amanda Yates Garcia and she says that there was this point in which she's speaking to the goddess she's asking the goddess how to to bring her message to the earth how to uh, awaken the earth to her energy again and she said, the goddess, the goddess speaks through the womb. Listen to your womb. So I just feel like that applies so much to our work because that's what we do. We connect to our sacredness through our bodies. And that's what we were discussing the other day together. We were discussing how um, you have found empowerment in your own pleasure. I would love to hear more about that. Yes, I really resonated with you saying that the body is like this magical tool into our empowerment because it's true, like our womb holds so much power, like our womanhood, our pussy, our breasts, all of it within our body holds so much power. And for me, like I was so disconnected from my body, like I was numbing out with alcohol and drugs so much and once I kind of like quit that because my body was telling me that it's time to like let that go I started discovering like the actual power of pleasure like holistic pleasure not like performance based you know that difference that there is yeah yeah, yeah. it's like when pleasure is for you and it's a tool of empowerment versus when pleasure is about somebody else about giving to somebody or about uh, not not that it's wrong but when it's disconnected from your soul and it's something that you give or that it's taken from you yeah exactly and i feel like self-pleasuring and changing my whole narrative on self-pleasure has given me access to this like magical tool that we have inside of us you know it's like it's like self-pleasure is like the physical representation of our love for ourself you know like it's literally the expression of love to ourself and if we can really feel that through our self-pleasure instead of like you know just thinking of it as like a shameful thing for five minutes and then you know just not even being connected to our body through it we can really access so much beyond what society has taught us beyond what our parents have taught us beyond what our friends have taught us 
Yes, I love that. And it seems like a kind of meditation, like kind of deep healing transformation. And that feels that it has so much depth that even the words meditation or healing or, or uh, it, it, they, they fall short on what self-pleasure can do for our bodies as women. Mm, I'm so feeling that. It is like that word meditation feels close and also falls short, but it's more of an accurate depiction, especially for someone who's been in the spiritual realm or practicing yoga, things like that. It's like that's more accurate to what it is than what I've seen on porn, things like that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's so much the performative sexuality that we were speaking about versus this inner journey empowering process, right? Like performative is, yeah, masturbating to turn you on. And this empowering process is, I am the source turn on <laughs> so you might be turned on by watching me but I am a source of power it's not I'm not doing this for you I'm doing this because it's my nature yes I love that <laughs> it is our nature it's our like original essence it's how we were born and along the way so much so many of us have like lost that or forgot about it or pushed it down and things like that and when we start you know like this meditative self-pleasure it just comes back naturally and it's like you're right it's like this internal the feeling feels like this like clear channel throughout the inside of the body and what happens is you start also connecting to deeper layers you mentioned just how you were feeling disconnected from your body and numb out of your body. And I think that is a stage that so many women can relate to, right? Like, uh, because of different reasons, because of trauma, because of the conditioning around our bodies, because of a spiritual conditioning around our bodies, you know, like, oh, the body is dirty and you have to focus from here up because here is dirty. And all, yeah. all that conditioning it is um, numbing us out of the experience of being alive in our bodies. Exactly, because there's such a deep mind-body connection. So of course our body is going to numb out, especially if we have those deep-seated beliefs or if we've experienced trauma because our body is so intelligent. And when it knows that it's not safe, it will do whatever it can to protect us and keep us safe. And also it's like the body is always returning to wholeness. It's always trying to activate this homeostasis, this balance within us. And sexuality and sexual experiences can really be this return to homeostasis through the mind-body connection. Just because it's like a filtering system. It's like a sponge going in and out that's allowing us to keep coming back home into our into our truth. Let, let me just recapitulate that because you're just saying something vital. It, the body is looking for a way of balancing itself. 
the body is looking for a way of being whole again. And I think that's that's magic that we need to keep in mind because that that's so important. The body is in this constant loop. The, the example that I usually tell to, to people, and I usually use it about the brain, but, but I find that your example makes it even more holistic, is that it's like an earworm. When you hear a song and it's just, you, you're still repeating the song in your head and you can't get it out until the song is complete. Uh, so you're, you're, and you hate the song, but you're still repeating the song, right? Like, and you're repeating the, the same uh, choir once and again until you finally listen to the complete song. And I think that's pretty much the healing process in a in in in, in a very summarized way. Like, like the body keeps repeating the same pattern. The brain keeps repeating the same the same ideas, the motions keep repeating themselves. We repeat once and again the patterns until we can come to an end because the body is trying and the mind is trying to close the loop. You have said that so well. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like completing these cycles and we can even look to nature to see how our, our earth is doing the same thing, going through winter, spring, summer, fall, like completing these loops again and again as it restores and heals and empowers and thrives. And, and the magic, and that's something that I think it's important to bring to the table. That's the magic of soft pleasure. It's a way of closing the loop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's a circuit. It, it, our body is like this electric, uh, and that's something that it, it's a whole other topic. But for example, I am super in, um, passionate about not mentioning the words feminine and masculine nature, and instead, I use electric and magnetic. Also, yin and yang, but. Electric and magnetic nature for me describes it so much. So if our bodies have this electric and magnetic um, energy circulating through it, therefore, uh, when we self-pleasure, we are closing the circuit. We are touching parts of our body that make the circuit feel fulfilled. So it feels like the energy can actually start circulating and that helps us release stuck energy stuck emotions stuck uh, trauma that we didn't know we had or or even uh, patterns it helps us just break a pattern re rewire these patterns wow yeah i love that you use electric and magnetic for the feminine and masculine polarity because it's true like as we close these circuits and bring the pleasure up and down and close these loops and open new ones. We discover so much more of ourselves through this union of this magnetism and electricity. <laughs> We're getting so deep on this. <laughs> and that, that just gives a new, a new light to the idea of, um, of what self-pleasure is about, how self-pleasure is about 
sexuality, but it's about healing, but it's about closing a circle, and it's about creating a new a new loop. That that just gives it such a a deeper understanding for people that are listening and say, okay, what what the fuck is this about self pleasure? Why are you telling me that it's important? Okay, so I touch myself and that makes magic. How? Well, this is why because that's how our bodies are wired. Exactly. And it's really important to note, too, for people listening that your vagina, your pelvic floor, your body, different parts of your body, your throat, your heart, they all will hold trauma. They will hold previous memories, micro traumas, things that are emotional inside of you. And when we start pleasuring in this holistic way that Sasha and I are talking about, it actually is healing through the fascia, through the nerves, through the, the actual body part. And it's really incredible. And especially like the cervix, the vaginal entrance, the G-spot, the heart, all of those four, especially at least in my body, have held the most, the most emotions and things that I've had to process through my body. Oh, that, that, thank you. It, it's all bodies hold pain in different ways. I always say that it's like a scarred tissue. Uh, we, we have a scar and the body tenses around it. But parts that our body that are particularly prone to developing this scar tissue, emotional scar tissue, are these parts that are naturally receptors that are mm-hmm. our, our womb, our cervix, our, our vaginal canal. Uh, our um, our labia, our heart. It's like they are natural receptors. Therefore, they get. Uh, okay, it's a silly example, but they it, they are to pain what the little toe is to tables. You know, like you have the tendency to just crash against it. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's like a great example. <laughs> And like, what happens if you don't allow yourself to yell or cry when you hit your toe? Like, you just hold it all in? Like, that's not, that's it's not allowing your body to return to homeostasis and express itself. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay, so people that might be listening to, to this might wonder, okay, now, I hold these emotions in my heart. She's like, my heart is like trying to show herself, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to be seen. (laughs) Be free. So you you show, uh, no, you you don't show, you hold your pain in your heart. Uh, How does it connect to self-pleasure? They might be asking themselves that. We know the answer, but how is it that we hold this pain in our chest, in our heart, and how do we introduce self-pleasure to this, to move this through? I love this question. Our heart and our breasts are like pivotal foundations for our sexuality. On a scientific level, the heart and the cervix are connected completely. There's a vagus nerve that runs through all the way up to the brain from the cervix passing through the heart. And our sexuality opens up when we are tending to our heart to love, to our breasts, 
our yoni will then follow. And this is so contrary to like what we've been taught because it's like, you just go for the yoni, like that's it. And then you're supposed to be open in like five minutes. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> we slow down, we massage all of our body, the outer body, and then massaging our breast, really opening up to ourself and opening up to love. And then our yoni will follow. And breast massage is like, like a great practice for foreplay and self-pleasure. It's one of my favorite practices. It's one of my favorite practices in the world. It's just so powerful. Yeah, it really is. And as we massage and as we do breath work, like breathing in and out of our heart, our breasts, we actually end up releasing the the like layers and protective mechanisms on a somatic level from the heart, from the breasts. And we allow ourselves to cry or sound or laugh all of it through the heart. Then we end up releasing some of that trauma, completing some of those loops like we were talking about. Uh, I, I have seen that in myself and in my clients and it's just so incredibly powerful. That, that's one of the things that surprised me the most when we access the work of the heart and the breast, how we have been so disconnected from our breast that we really think that they are for somebody else's pleasure. Even when they do their, their, natural, their natural work, which is feeding our babies, it's like, it's about male pleasure. How dare you do that in front of men? They, they might be turned on. And, like there has been such a taboo and demonization around our breasts when they are the most powerful uh, portal that, that we have, the, the first gate of, of healing. Yes, I love how you say that because it really is the first gate. Like, and I think that we can think that the yoni is, but it really is the breasts. And I, I like to think of them like when you're with a straight spine and your breasts are out, your nipples are like the first thing that are radiating out into the world. Mm -hmm. Like they are your power center as well as your yoni, as your womb. Yeah, I love it. It's like, like antennas, <laughs> like catching all the information. <laughs> Yes, they're like receptors, like eyes and ears. And <laughs> and at the same time, they are the greatest alchemists of our body. Uh, that is something that I saw that created great awareness in me was that when I breastfed my, my kids, I, I am a mother of two, um, when I learned that my milk was blood, that it was my own blood turned into milk, I was surprised. I was like, that is the highest level of alchemy ever, ever. It's not that my glands are created milk out of nowhere. It's that it's my blood turning into milk by my mammal glands. Wow, I did not know that. I am like, that is like so beautiful and also like 
it just shows me that we're so powerful even more that we can turn blood into milk right the highest alchemy it's literally alchemy it's turning something that was meant to just feed me to keep me alive into something that is capable of feeding somebody else wow wow and all the all the wise um changes that it has because there are different levels of milk there is a milk that is lighter that that helps the kids uh, f- uh not be thirsty anymore it's for the thirst it's for the thirst there is a milk that is uh, thicker that that has the most nourishing uh, cells and there is a milk that is sweeter and even a little bit thicker that it's like the the last milk that is stored uh, and that gives the the baby the signal that it's that 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 it's over that 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 meal is over and it makes them be um, have their tummy feels and they and makes them even happier so that that level of transmutation and change in just one process Wow. And as you tell me all of that, like if that's not the body being its most radical, intelligent, authentic self, like our body is literally doing that without us even thinking about that. Like, and I don't know what to tell you because the body is so intelligent, like beyond our belief. Yes. 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 So I, I mean, I could go on and on about breast milk. That, that's another <laughs> just embrace another time because I'm so passionate about it as you can see but but the thing is that how the breasts have this alchemical power and that doesn't just show with our with our milk but it shows with our emotions we can shift we, we can nourish we can transmute and we can release and we can nourish back again yeah exactly yeah it's like transmutation on all levels alchemizing on all levels because yeah we release it but then we add in what we want to feel how we want to feel what we want to bring in more of and i even want to just add to this that our heart has the most electromagnetic frequencies like more than the brain and if you're into manifestation, like the heart is one of the most pivotal manifestation tools that we have inside of our bodies. That's just so important. The heart is bigger than the rest of the the energy of of the body, even bigger than the electric field of the brain. Yeah, it's powerful. It's really powerful. I love that. I love that. I just went all the way to to another topic, but let's bring it back to the pleasure aspect. So we do the breast uh, practices like the breast massage, and that's the first gate. And then we bring it down to to the second and other gates because that's where we have been holding the pain. And one of the gates um, that is deeply connected is the gate of the cervix. That, that we have this nerve that you just spoke about that is so important. So I have heard particularly sex workers or women that have dealt with a lot of trauma that they cannot stand 
their cervix to be touched. That it, there's so much pain in their cervix. So I would love to to hear what you what you feel about that. Why is it that they store so much pain in them? Yeah. So for people who don't know where the cervix is, it's at the very top of your vagina, and it feels like a nose, mm -hmm. and basically it is like the queen <laughs> like its natural state is pleasure its natural state is like wholeness and love and it also is the part of our yoni that holds so much of our emotions and trauma and that's why it's so painful for women is because it honestly like in my experience like it hasn't really been treated right like it doesn't really like the cervix doesn't really like these like pushing motions on it mm -hmm. and that's the, how I thought about my cervix before it was like in doggy style it would really start hurting and it would just be like these pushing motions mm -hmm. but what the cervix really needs is like these these soft loving motions and she will only open up more when we're like really tending to her in safety, love and belonging. And when we're allowing her to like express her emotions through what she's actually feeling, like anger, sadness, pleasure. And as we start to de-armor her and heal through the cervix, she actually becomes more alive and activated and that pain turns into pleasure. And honestly, the cervix has been such a, a deep journey for me. Like I continue to work with her, continue to work with her. And she really just needs slow, slowness. Like she's not like the clitoris in the way where it's kind of like you can think that you want an orgasm and then have it. Like a lot of women, the cervix is more like present moment awareness from second to millisecond to millisecond to millisecond to millisecond. And <laughs> there can't be a goal. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And, oh, for me, the cervix has also been one of my most um, treasured companions. I love her deeply. And one of the things that I always invite people to do is to get to know her, to get to touch her because, uh, women barely ever even know where she is how she's supposed to feel how she's supposed to be it, they learned how to be afraid of her mm. they, they learned to go to the doctor to get a, a test and that's the closest they get to knowing their service they don't even know what she looks like so i'm constantly inviting women to explore her because that's the entrance of our womb that the, what happens is that uh the womb is uh, j just like you you heard uh miranda saying that that it's on top of our vaginal canal that's because it's the entrance of the womb it, it's uh, and the womb it's like this beautiful um this beautiful i don't know how to describe her because she's not a bear but but you could say that it's like a little bear form uh, and the the cervix is the tip the, the thin tip of the of the pear uh, so it's inserted in the vaginal canal it's like it, it's a little bit inserted so it's not it's not just like like it's on top like this but it's inserted 
and I, I mean just talking about the cervix that's something that, oh how how she feels how she's positioned because we when we see her on, on diagrams we see her like this or like just on top or we see her just perfectly straight but the truth is that she can be up to one side or the other to the front to the back she moves up and down according to our levels of arousal she opens up or closes up according to our circle uh, she she gets softer softer or harder according to our circle as well so she's so alive <laughs> Yes, I love how you said all of that. She is alive. And, you know, like with this work, I really feel like we're moving into this age of the cervix, like beyond the medical relationship that so many of us know, we're really attuning to like this living entity inside of us that's capable of transcendental orgasmic experiences like that really fill us up rather than blow out like all of the other parts, you know? So that cervical orgasms, that let's talk about cervical orgasms because they are the, the gate to the deepest kind of orgasms, maybe close to energy orgasms, but they are like closer to energy orgasms. They are, they are orgasms that can really knock you out for for a long time I, I remember my first cervical orgasm and I just couldn't move I was just like 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 after a mystical experience that like you cannot be grounded back into your body it was just like almost I remember how angry I was when my partner was like hey come back <laughs> let's let's keep going and I was like why would you want me to come back dude leave me here <laughs> Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And I want to add to for people listening, whoever is thinking like, that's not possible for me. It's only possible for Sasha or Miranda and them. That that narrative is like so old paradigm. Like every woman is capable of having and experiencing these types of pleasure and orgasmic states because it's your orgasmic nature. It's just that we haven't been taught the tools and the practices and the mindset and the beliefs to really set ourselves up for that safety of having that type of experience. So I just want to normalize that and tell every woman that it's completely possible. There's no such thing as a woman who can't orgasm. Like, that oh my god orgasms because uh, that's so important there are so many myths about female orgasm we should do like just one episode that specifically because there is the myth of um, they are not existent like like most women don't even have orgasms that that's just a myth they are unnecessary for evolution you know like the patriarchal bullshit kind of myth because that's totally bullshit. Then there comes the the more uh, radical myth that says no, all orgasms are related to the clitoris. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I've heard that one before. I bet like no. <laughs> yeah, let's honor the clitoris. She deserves honor and and parties and celebration and a lot of attention, but 
it's not the only way of getting an orgasm. <laughs> and then we have, of course, the myth of um, vaginal orgasms, just per se, like, like the in and out orgasm that never comes, of course, because women don't orgasm by, by in and out movements in, in three minutes. That, that, that won't happen either. <laughs> Thank you for naming that. <laughs> so it's so important to recognize that there are cervical orgasms, there are nipple orgasms, there are, uh, of course, clitoral orgasms, but there are anal orgasms, there are energy orgasms, throat orgasms, because our throat is also connected to our vaginal canal. So everything here is connected. Yes, exactly. And it really like the, the number one tip I can just offer up to women listening to this who are like, what throat, nipple, anal, chakra orgasms, all of it. The, the best recipe and practice is to return back to what we were saying in the beginning about that meditative state, because in order to experience these, it's all about goallessness and present moment awareness of the pleasure moving moment to moment and like it seems like a paradox like I remember learning that and being like so if I'm wanting to have a cervical orgasm or I'm wanting to have a third eye orgasm like and I'm not supposed to want it <laughs> like it's like this confusing thing but it's really just the practice of being present and like holding that desire but also surrendering and releasing and knowing that if it doesn't happen that's so okay and it will be the right time when it's the right time. And that's so important, being present and goalness. Thank you for naming that. It's vital because that's something that we don't tend to do. We tend to, to remove ourselves from our bodies and from our sexual connection. Even when we are masturbating, we do that with porn or with you know a fantasy which is not totally bad but it's, it has to be balanced so uh, we remove ourselves from the from the body and mm -hmm. therefore of course we cannot achieve these levels of transformative healing orgasms mm, exactly exactly and it's really a practice like because if you think about it like when we started self-pleasuring at whatever age, as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, a lot of the times, like it was when we were children or teenagers and there were people in the house, like you had to worry about your brother knocking on your door to tell you dinner is ready. Like you had to worry about all of these things. Mm -hmm. So of course, like it was in our safest interest to like hurry <laughs> up and, <laughs> and quickly do it and get to the goal. But Really, the journey is unprogramming that time by time and really getting, huh? Slowing down. Mm-hmm, yeah, slowing down completely. And I, and I would add one last thing. Um, we have been mentioning so many different concepts right now, uh, but it's important to know that you're not on your own, that if you desire to achieve these levels of transformative magic, you can 
always look for help, support, and other sisters, other women that have walked that path before, that have gone from this connection, dissociation, uh, substances, or just um, disempowerment, and have walked the path into reconnecting to their bodies. And we can share what we have learned on the way, either uh, with con the content that we have been creating, which you can, you can follow us on our social media, or through our freebies, our programs, uh, like you have a program for breast massage, right? Yes, it's coming out in the next few months. It's going to be a seven-day journey into your sexuality through breast massage because that's the foundation. It's the first gate, and that's just what I'm being called to teach on first. I love that. Oh, I just... <laughs> right. So, guys, if you have been wondering where to learn all of this, like you just heard, okay, we go through the breast, and... How do I do that? Here is the way. <laughs> you can start by taking uh, by taking this program by learning how to embrace and love your breasts. So that's so important. Thank you for creating that, for sharing that. Thank you. And I really just want to name one more thing that, like, I remember hiring my first session with a sex coach two years ago and I was seriously crying before the call like I was so scared and I just want people to also know like Sasha that they're not alone and that really the way that me and you have become more empowered through sexuality is with the help of other women like this is natural like we pass on these codes to each other we help each other with this in a way that like I don't think I could have done this alone like it was the best decision of my life to be taking these journey, this journey and really allowing myself to be supported by other women. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I started alone with my JDEC and the results that I got all the years that I did it alone against the two years that I did it with the support of uh, other women totally were extreme they were so different they I, I achieved in one year what i wouldn't have achieved in a whole life of, of doing it on my own because there are things that we need to share that we there's I, I like to call it like this women to women secrets we we share them we explore them now if you cannot do that because you cannot um, afford to get help at you still have access to a lot of free content, to a lot of free, uh, I also have some videos, one of them is about breast massage, uh, another is about cervix, another, I mean like, we have been creating a lot of, uh, of resources for people that can uh, afford it or who cannot afford it. We have different, different things out there, so go for them, reach out, because there are things, there are ways to get help and support because we need that. We need to do this together. Yeah, we really do. It's really more than just my own personal journey, your own personal journey. It's about the collective and us rising as women, reclaiming what's ours. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. This is about that. This is about 
this collective moving together. We women have to uh, just finish with the first line that we started with, listening to the goddess with our womb. When we start listening to her with our womb, we realize that we're all connected through the womb. Wow, I love that. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for this conversation. It has been so delightful. I know, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and we could just go on and on. So. <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you so, so much. much. <laughs> so remember guys to follow her on her webpage. It's going to be in the comments as well as her social media. So uh, and follow also my social media and my webpage. And remember to uh, reach out. We have coaching packages. We have group programs and we have a lot of freebies out there. So you're not alone. Yeah, all wounds are connected. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.